I think what we try to do is we try to to challenge that idea that or that narrative that language does not matter. Um, And so we do that in ways like by hosting events like World Languages Day. I don't have an ASL course at my school or a Latin course or I don't get to see K-pop groups that often um, and a chance to be exposed to new things. You're listening to Speaking of Language, a podcast recorded at the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. Each week, we explore a topic related to language pedagogy and second language acquisition. This week on Speaking of Language. We revisit Cornell's World Languages Day, which took place earlier this month, with participant Anna Marchetti and Cornell student volunteer Sebastian Young. Welcome to a new episode of Speaking of Language. I'm Angelica Kramer, the director of the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. And I'm Sam Lupowitz, the LRC's media manager. We are excited to talk about our annual World Languages Day event today with two participants. Anna Marchetti is a senior in high school in Victor, New York, just under two hours northwest of Ithaca. And Sebastian Young is a sophomore here at Cornell and one of our fabulous LRC student assistants. We can't wait to hear what you thought about World Languages Day. Welcome to Speaking of Language, Anna and Sebastian. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. So before we talk all things World Languages Day, uh, please tell us a little more about your background with languages and what prompted your love for languages and cultures. Anna, maybe you could start us off. Yeah, well, when I was little, I always loved the sounds of languages, uh, but I wasn't old enough to take a course in school yet. Mm. So I found an app and started learning through it. And I immediately loved how different pieces of language kind of fit together like a puzzle and seeing how words related to each other. Um, And as I've grown up, I've really appreciated being able to use language to connect with other people. And what languages are you currently studying or what languages have you studied? I'm currently learning French, Mm -hmm. but I've also learned a little bit of Spanish and Italian. Um, And I tried a lot of different languages, but just a little bit of each language. So I tried like um, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Norwegian, Irish, Hawaiian, Klingon, which is a made up language Ah, um, from Star Trek. Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just so many languages. That's wonderful. And Sebastian, what about you? Awesome. Yeah. So my journey with studying languages began um, as a young child. I think growing up in a bilingual household definitely has played an important and integral role in my ability to learn languages. Um, but actually, I the story goes that I taught myself <laughs> how to read and write in both Spanish and English um, one day because my mom said, She went to school and the teacher had said something like, did you teach your son how to read in both or how to read in Spanish or how to read in English? And she said she was surprised because we had (laughs) she had never taught me. And so that was, I would say, my first time, my first experience with like reading and writing in both Mm -hmm. Spanish and English. Um, And I think that was further. Um, expanded upon when I was enrolled in a bilingual Spanish immersion school um, for both from kindergarten through fifth grade, which then I translated transferred to a um, strictly English mm-hmm. learning um, school and have been in that 
that education setting for since fifth grade. But I think that's kind of where my process with languages began um, and has been continued. And to further answer the question of like, what am I studying? What languages I'm studying? Um, which I presume was going to be asked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I uh, all right now. I'm I'm learning uh, German, and I took a year of French in high school. Um, but and right now, as a as a as a college student, I am my going to minor in Spanish, um, with the potential of studying abroad in a Spanish speaking country. Nice. That's what we like to hear. So we just hosted our third annual World Languages Day here at Cornell a few weeks ago. World Languages Day is a day-long event for middle and high school students that highlights the importance of language learning, cultural awareness, global literacy, and community engagement. Throughout the day, over 150 Cornell volunteers, presenters, performers, and exhibitors help make the day engaging and informative. Our goal with World Languages Day is to celebrate different languages and cultures, which is so very important in times of global unrest. Anna, this was your second time at World Languages Day. How did you first find out about the event and why did you decide to attend and then come back? Well, I happened to find it online and I decided to come because this event offers so many things that you can't learn other places. Like mm. I learned indigenous languages, ASL, uh, K-pop. Um, and I think it's a great opportunity to be on campus and learn from people who are so knowledgeable about those things. Um, and I love learning languages about, I love learning about other languages and cultures because I love connecting with other people and expanding my horizons. Great. Awesome. Sebastian, you were our student keynote speaker at the welcome session of World Languages Day. Uh, what were some of the thoughts that you shared with the middle and high schoolers for our listeners? One of the things, the main takeaways that I, I sought to instill in the middle and high school students was the importance of how language and culture can be bridged with your family history. Mm -hmm. And so for me... I have always found a stronger connection to my Mexican heritage as a Spanish speaker, um, despite being quite far removed from the migration that my my family had made in the uh, early 1910s, 1920s um, to the United States. And so I feel like because I, I have been a, a quite far removed from that history, it's mm. been I've and we've lost connection with family in Mexico. It has been nice to um and especially where i grew up too there's been a large there's a large mexican um community um within the san jose san francisco bay area mm -hmm. and so within that and it, and a lot of a lot of it had to do with with growing up and and um really with my mother who instilled in us um the importance of tradition uh, mexican tradition um like for example with Coming up is Day of the Dead or Dia mm. de los Muertos is a really important family tradition or Mexican tradition. Um, for those of you who've seen the movie Coco, mm -hmm. you know that that's kind of what the what the tradition looks like. And um, through that experience, I, I, I was able to connect with my Mexican culture and heritage. However, um, I mentioned this uh, to the students that I lack a, a connection or as strong as a connection as that I would like with my German um, mm -hmm. 
heritage specifically, partly because, um, and, and this is hard because my grandmother who studied in, went to high school in Germany for three years, um, and my dad who, who lived and worked in Germany, who somewhat speak the language, um, was not, that, that was not shared with us. And so it was, and that's something that I, you know, my brother and I are trying and my family are trying to learn learn German because we we it is foundational to um, our family heritage and culture and so um, I think that that was really the main takeaway from the from the conversation was well how can we how can I share with them how important it is for you to learn the language um, because it serves as a as a pathway to understanding your 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 culture and your heritage and even your own family history. Mm-hmm. And if I can jump in here, if you don't have a certain language or cultural background other than English, for example, I think being mindful of that is also so very important for English speakers in the United States because there are so many multilingual and multicultural people around us, right? We interact with people who... I mean, way back, everybody is basically an immigrant of some sort, right? Almost everybody. Um, but I think the the degrees of separation are larger or smaller for different people. But I think just being mindful that people have different backgrounds, come from different um, language and cultural backgrounds, and being understanding of that and, and being able to celebrate that, I think, is super important. Absolutely. So, Anna, can you walk us through the day? How does World Languages Day work? So you arrived. Um, what did you do? What did you learn? Uh, so first I got there. I checked in and got um, kind of a map of different places we'd been going, my schedule, things like that. Um, then there was the opening ceremony. When I went to French class, I really enjoyed being able to speak French with the professor and speak sure. French with other kids and like yeah. um, kind of converse with other people who love learning that language. So that was really cool and special. Um, and then I also got to take ASL, which I've been wanting to learn for a really long time. But it's one of those languages that's really hard to learn by yourself or especially hard to learn by yourself. Yeah. Uh, so it's really helpful to be able to practice with other people and learn mm-hmm. how to convey different phrases, mm-hmm. how to use facial expressions, um, important things um, like that. And also I had Latin, which was pretty cool because mm-hmm. we learned um, how people still use Latin uh, today and how even though there aren't any more native speakers, it's still um, cool to see how different languages have come from Latin and also how Latin is used. Yeah. And then um, also we got to see amazing K-pop groups, mm. uh, student-led K-pop groups, which were amazing. They did an incredible job. I don't think I would have that <laughs> amount of energy uh, to be able to dance like that. Um, and there were also a lot of cool informational tables about different resources on campus, different clubs, um, and opportunities, different study abroad. And that was really amazing to hear about because I've always wanted to study abroad mm-hmm. and um, kind of see more of what that experience is like. Sure. Um, Great. Yeah. yeah, jam-packed program. And as I mentioned earlier, 150 different people from the larger Cornell community who make this event um, possible 
So it's great to see everybody coming together and sharing information. And I think everybody who attends always learns something new. Sebastian, as a volunteer for this event, why is it important to highlight opportunities around language and culture learning on a university campus? Is there anything you learned at World Languages Day? I think a lot of it has to do with the narrative that right now when, you know, places, higher education, um, world languages programs are being dismantled and when um even in in high school, students are often saying, well, um, I'm only going to take three years of the language because that's going to, quote unquote, impress colleges or show them that that's all I need um, to get into college. Um, it's these kinds of examples and narratives that perpetuate the idea that language does not matter and does not is not valued. And so um, I think. It's, it's especially important now to share with students, um, younger students who are thinking of pursuing higher education about the importance of learning languages because of these narratives that dismantle that that idea. And so we I think what we try to do is we try to to challenge that idea that or that narrative that language does not matter. Mm -hmm. um, and so we do that in ways like by hosting events like World Languages Day. To answer the question of why I think the events like this matter for, for younger students is because it gives them an opportunity to understand um, that there are many outlets out there to continue to, uh, to use language in ways that we don't really think about, mm. especially in a world that is so views everything as, so tr as extremely transactional as yeah. we do. Um, mm -hmm. It's important to understand that even language will give will open up doors and opportunities in jobs. Not only that, but they also offer um, long term health benefits like decreasing Alzheimer's or dementia by five years um, minimum is what, what one of the studies found, I think, at the, the NIH. So I think it's opportunities like this that that prove that learning a language is important and for, for young children to know this at such a. Um, a young age is is also um, I'm cool and the second half of the question I think what something that was gratifying as a volunteer and in seeing the students was one memory that comes to mind is the the K-pop session where mm -hmm. one of the um, high school students or middle school students I can't remember she uh, had expressed a lot of the minute that the K-pop group came in and she, the minute she walked into the auditorium, there was a big smile and excitement because she was a huge K-pop fan. And so <laughs> she was talking with the the two executive uh, board members of Loco, which was the, the K-pop group that um, had come and taught a, a little bit of a, a K-pop dance. And so to see her, her say, oh, well, I've listened to this song or I've listened to that song and I, I know this move or, or um, hmm. and to yeah. see how engaged she was and uh -huh. in, in really making sure like it was only like maybe five, 10 seconds of the song. But to see the way she she tried to perfect the moves was exciting and really proves that that these are the kinds of support systems that mm -hmm. are offered in higher education that she might not have access to as of now. Yeah. Nice. So what would both of you tell your friends about why they should join World Languages Day next year? Anna, if you, I mean, you will be graduating and we hope that you will be joining as a volunteer next year. 
But if you had to, yeah, if you had to tell your peers in high school right now, what would you tell them why they should join? I'd say because it's an awesome opportunity um, to be around campus and to interact with other kids, um, other high schoolers, other kids at Cornell, um, amazing and knowledgeable staff um, about things that, like I said earlier, that you wouldn't be able to learn other places. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have an ASL course at my school or a Latin course or I don't get to see K-pop groups that often sure. yeah. um, and a chance to be exposed to new things. Yeah, wonderful. Great. Sebastian, how would you convince other Cornell students to volunteer for this event? Um, well, I think there's there's a, there's many ways to do that, but two, one or two that come to mind are um, first by having them understand, I think, the value of of sharing opportunities with middle and high school students with regards to language learning that, um, for example, at conversation hours and you talk to perhaps the facilitators or even just those attending conversation hours that we have such a such an event and to invite them to maybe potentially teach teach the language that they're conversing in um, for, I believe each session was more or less an hour. And so I think if they come in and and or you advertise it um in the sense that like you you have the opportunity to share with mm -hmm. with others um those who are younger than you the value and the importance that language has had on you um speaks volume to um encouraging students to 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 continue language learning mm -hmm. um beyond middle and high school when yeah. it's quote-unquote required mm -hmm. um and the second reason the way that you can encourage students cornell students to volunteer um is by inviting them to to look at this in this in in a different light as if they are the ones they are also learning mm -hmm. um because when i when i look at these students and i see for example the k-pop student um I think about myself and how fascinated I was when I first started, when I took that French class um, in junior year of high school and how important it was to have that support system that said, go on, learn mm -hmm. French, because yeah. um, while it is a, another romance language, it provides you a window into um, the culture in France. I think it would create an opportunity for students to remember that, that what was that moment for them that sparked their interest in language learning. And yeah, it gives that window into the in, back into the past and might, in fact, reinvigorate that passion for learning languages or re-excite it. Um, so those are just two reasons why I think students should volunteer. Great. Yeah. Awesome. And of course, it's fun. Yes. And you get to spend the day with Sam and I. I mean... That in and of itself is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your plans for continuing your own journeys with languages in the future? Um, I hope to be a French major at Cornell and also study woo, 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 a ton woo. of other languages. Yes. <laughs> um, and I really would love to study abroad. Um, especially in France, but there are just so many places in the world I want to see and so many experiences I want to have. So I hope to um, further my education at Cornell. Great. Awesome. That's what we like to hear. I have been 
somewhat attempting to learn <laughs> uh, German through the online program of Deutsche Welle. Sehr gut. Uh, and, yeah. Ja, <laughs> I, I know that one, too. <laughs> and uh and and i which an opportunity i had no idea about um and also of course as i mentioned earlier i plan on um acquiring the spanish minor here at cornell so i've been taking a lot of spanish courses um or two since i've been here and those have been been awesome as well as participating last semester i participated in the french conversation hour mm -hmm. to further continue um my french learning um and so those are just the specifically for those three languages that i've kind of continued the language learning process wonderful so we could be chatting with the two of you forever but before we sign off we'd like to ask each of you to share a word in a language you speak you love you are learning you may want to learn that doesn't exist in English, but you wish it did. What is that word? Sebastian, you look ready. <laughs> yes, um, I have been thinking about this question for a while. One of the words that comes to mind is actually one that I learned in my Latin American documentary class with um, Professor Irina Troconis. And um, one of the words that we've learned comes from uh, a documentary we talked about in class about um, what was happening in El Salvador um, at the time of the El Salvador Salvadoran Civil War. Um, and there was a small town who in which they uh, their town had been decimated due to the military um, uh, ransacking of their town and and how they, you know, a lot of the mothers were struggling because they had lost their, their children. Um, and so that word in Spanish is animero, animero, um, which means someone or one who used to ask for charity for the souls in purgatory. Huh. Um, oh. So, yeah. And so the, the role of the animero is to sort of um, console those um the souls that, mm -hmm. that are in, in purgatory. Wow. So. Anna, do you have a word? Uh, mine is a little bit more of a playful word versus a serious uh, word. <laughs> but my word is yaurte, which is French. And literally translated, it's a little strange because it means to yogurt, as in like the food. But <laughs> the actual meaning is to make up sounds when you don't know the lyrics to the song you're singing. Oh. So if you picture someone whose mouth is full of yogurt and they're trying to like speak, that's kind of where the idea comes from. <laughs> that's that's, that's excellent. awesome. Yeah, I wish I had that a word for that in English too. That's great. <laughs> well, maybe you can coin it, Sam. There you go. I can. <laughs> that could be my contribution. Well, um, thank you so much for speaking of language with us today, Anna and Sebastian. Thank you so much. Yes, had lots of fun. Great. Tune in next week to hear about the Safal Cornell Kiswahili Prize for African Literature. Until then. Auf Wiederhören. The Language Resource Center is located on the ground floor of Stimson Hall on Cornell's main campus in Ithaca, New York. Check us out on the web at lrc.cornell.edu. Or follow Cornell LRC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Speaking of Language is produced by Angelica Kramer and Sam Lupowitz. Recorded by Sam Lupowitz. Original music by Sam Lupowitz, Dan Gable, and Joe Gibson. Thanks also to the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. As a reminder, the ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Sciences or any other official entity of Cornell University. We thank our listeners, and do stay tuned for our next episode.